I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Hey, good morning, ladies. So last week, we dove into the topic of empowered decision-making, What does it look like to make informed and empowered decisions rather than purely emotional decisions? And today I want to actually walk you through an exercise that I love to use with my clients to help them make that transition from emotional decision making to empowered decision making. This is an exercise that you can use for any decision you are currently facing, whether it is small or big or relating to motherhood, or to work, or to your relationships, or whatever. And the reason this exercise helps us so much is because it actually enables us to remove the fear that we have toward our emotions. The fear that we have of feeling emotions. And making decisions with emotion is not a bad thing. I mean, if you think about it, it was almost definitely a huge factor that went into your decision to marry, if you are married, or to pursue a certain career or to not pursue a career and maybe to stay home as a mom, Uh, emotions like love and passion and bravery, they are such a huge part of the human experience and can definitely serve us well in our decision-making and in cultivating the life that we wanna live. But just as powerful as these emotions, if not more powerful, is the emotion of fear. And it's this emotion particularly that I help my clients manage the most, especially when it comes to how they make decisions for themselves and for their families. Because if we're not careful, we can easily let ourselves go our whole lives letting fear dictate what we do or don't do. And the reason for this is because we as humans are actually programmed to be driven by fear just out of necessity and for survival purposes. I mean, if you think about it, before this kind of civilization that we live in today, before all of this, humans needed to have a strong inclination toward listening to their fear because if they didn't, they could very easily become an animal's prey. You know, they would be eaten or be attacked by rival villages, or they would be hurt or succumb to harsh conditions in their environment. So fear and listening to that fear, that was the reason why mankind has survived back then. But we as a species have evolved. Most of us, unless you are in a third world country or are in dire need and poverty, most of us now live in conditions in a society in which fear does not have to be as huge of a driving factor for us. We are, for the most part, we most of us are safe and we have more options available to us. We are not required to be in this constant survival mode, which means we have more of the freedom and the ability to channel all of the creativity and problem solving and skill decision making that are our prefrontal cortex, this special part of our brain is designed for. 
But here is the problem I see happening for so many women. This, this is what I end up working with, uh, with moms on a lot. There are still many of us who don't feel completely safe. We are still living in fear and we are still making decisions for our lives out of fear. We are still just waiting for something bad to happen, something to come along and hurt us. And so we are often channeling our fight and flight mode way more than this creative problem solving side that is available to us. You may actually notice this most in your life just by observing your self-talk and what's going on in your head in your everyday life. Like, what, what if I leave my baby alone for too long? What, what if she cries? Is she crying too much? Oh my goodness, he's, he's spitting up a lot. Do I take him to the doctor or do I just wait for it to pass? Is it something that's wrong with me? Or, oh no, now she has a rash. What if it spreads and my husband's acting distant? What is he thinking about? Does he still love me? Is he, is he gonna leave me? I don't look like myself. I don't feel like myself. Is anything going to be right again? Am I going to feel like myself again? You know, these are the kinds of thoughts that a lot of us have. And I know it sounds kind of silly, when I just say it like one after the other, when you know when all these different thoughts are stacked together. But I think if some of you are being honest with yourself, this is what's going on for you. This is what's happening in your brain. This is what you're living with. These questions fueled by fear and anxiety that are just swirling around and adding on to one another. And it's no wonder that if this is where, this is where your mind is often at, it's no wonder that you may also experience difficulty with making strong and empowered decisions. Or maybe you do make decisions, but you also second guess them to the point where you're not sleeping well, you're not able to think about anything else, you're not enjoying living life and looking ahead to the future. And all of this is what I want to help you solve. So with all that being said, this exercise that I recommend to my clients when they are in this place, when they do have these patterns, revolves around you actually leaning into your fear and allowing yourself to feel the full spectrum of emotions that you've maybe been trying to avoid. So let's say just pulling a random example that you've been thinking of switching from breastfeeding to formula feeding. I know that this might sound totally random to some of you, but I promise you it's not random because I encounter this and I hear this a lot. And what I think about doesn't even matter. I'm all for either. When the decision is being made from an informed and empowered place. But if, and if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say informed and empowered decision-making, I do recommend listening to last week's conversation because that'll be made a lot more clear for you. But let's just say that the decision you're up against is, is do you transition from breastfeeding to formula feeding or do you just wean? You know, like maybe that's the decision that you're tackling right now. And let's say that you do enjoy breastfeeding for the most part, but the reason why you're thinking of making this decision is because you're also struggling with anxiety around it. Maybe because you're not positive that your baby is getting enough food. Maybe because it's been very demanding on you. Or, or maybe you're just thinking of weaning because your child's older and you want them to sleep through the night more or whatever it is, doesn't matter. But let's just say for this decision, you're struggling to make it. And you're feeling very stressed and overwhelmed about it. You're overwhelmed just even just trying to make this decision. It's been, it's been eating at you. The exercise that I would want you to do 
is to first identify all of the emotions you are currently experiencing toward this decision. Usually this would be fear about the decision, maybe doubt in your ability to make the right decision. Maybe it would be anxiety of choosing wrong in this decision. And then I would have you go even deeper, like let yourself feel that fear and then get curious about it and follow the thread. Like what else are you, what else are you feeling? What are you afraid of exactly? What emotions are you imagining yourself experiencing? And let's get specific here. So let's say you're feeling extreme anxiety and fear toward weaning because you're afraid of it hurting your bond with your baby, or you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of feeling judgment, or you're afraid of feeling guilt, or feeling disconnect, or feeling sadness, whatever. I want you to find a time to let yourself go to that place of feeling afraid, of feeling anxious, and then following it all the way into, into the future scenarios and the future emotions you're trying to avoid. So imagining yourself to actually feel the sadness of losing some of that bond with your baby. Like, what does that mean to you? What does that feel like to you? What sensations do you experience in your body when you're imagining that? Do you feel a tightening in your chest? Or is your heart racing? Or are you just feeling like down and hopeless? You know, what does that look like? What other emotions come up for you? Would you maybe have anger toward yourself? What, what, what do you feel like? What does anger toward yourself feel like? What is self-loathing for you? Or would you maybe feel fear of being judged? What, how do you feel when you feel judged? What does embarrassment and judgment feel like to you? Does your, does your mind go numb or, or does your heart race or, or just do your cheeks turn red? You know, like I want you to, I want you to let yourself go to that place in your mind. And I challenge my clients to let themselves go to these places in their mind and actually feel all of these emotions for two reasons. First of all, because when you do this, it shows you that you are the one creating these emotions. You are the one creating them. If you can sit in a room by yourself and feel the full spectrum of emotions that you think you would feel if you were to blank, you know, let's say if you were to make this decision, then that means that it's not the decision or the outcome of the decision that is responsible for the way you feel. It's you. You are because you're already accessing it. You're already feeling it. You're already creating it. And that's, that's a huge revelation for some women in and of itself. But then the second reason why I challenge my clients to do this exercise is because then once you're already in this place of fear and heightened emotion and all of those feelings you're wanting to avoid, suddenly all the rest of the things like your options and possibilities and the future scenario, suddenly all of those become more clear. I know that this doesn't seem the most obvious, but oftentimes when we are struggling to make a decision, it's not the consequence we're trying to run away from. It's what we imagine ourselves feeling from that consequence that we're trying to want to run away from. And in this scenario, it's not, it's not a, a decreased bond with your baby or it's not um, necessarily like judgment or the opinions of other people that you're trying to avoid. I know you might think it is, but really what you're trying to avoid most is how you would feel in those moments. 
how you would feel if you were to have a lower bond with your baby, how frustrated you would feel if you were to lose that, or how judged and shameful and guilty you would feel if you were to hear other people's opinions. If that were to happen, you're trying to avoid an emotional experience, not necessarily the event or the consequences themselves. So this is why allowing yourself to go to that place in your mind and to feel these emotions can be so helpful because once you're no longer trying to run from them, you can really pick apart different pieces of this decision and what could potentially happen from a much clearer mind. Meaning you're not solely focused on not feeling sad or being judged because you're already feeling sad and feeling judged. Now we can work on looking for other options and finding some solutions to help with those things. So let's say that you're in this place of feeling sad or guilty or judged by others. Now, what would you do next? What are your options here? What could be your next step or your way forward? How would you handle this? How would you deal with these emotions? Maybe for the sadness, you would hold your baby a bit tighter. You would hold her a bit longer. Maybe if you were switching to bottle feeding, you would want to picture that the milk they're drinking from that bottle is nourishing and satisfying to them. Maybe you would picture yourself actually holding them and, and allowing yourself to think those things. Maybe to help with the guilt, you would start looking for reassurances and signs that, that your child is still healthy and still thriving. Are they still doing normal things for their age? What other activities, if not breastfeeding, would you and your child still be doing together? You know, maybe you would want to surround yourself with other moms who have weaned or didn't breastfeed and be observant of how they are with their kids to help you feel more confident. Maybe if you're feeling judged, you know, think about in the future, if you were feeling that judgment, maybe you would choose to avoid hanging around certain people for a time. The people that you think would, would be a trigger for you or say some unkind or unhelpful things toward you in, in doing this um, the switch or weaning. Maybe... If you know that you may have another child in the future, you would allow yourself to find comfort in thinking about the possibility of getting another chance to have this experience and that kind of bond again. You know, maybe you would think about what options are available to you if that sadness or guilt or whatever it is that you're feeling were to turn into something more serious. If that's something you're afraid of, would you, do you have a trusted counselor in your life? Do you trust your doctor? Do you have people you could go to to talk to? identifying and listing out all of these questions and options and possibilities just to help you relating to whatever emotions you could potentially experience should you move forward in this decision. Even just listing these out is what helps you transition from only thinking about this decision from a place of fear and emotion to also thinking about this decision from a place of being more informed and feeling even just a tiny bit more confident that there are things you could still do or try should your worst case scenario of experiencing those emotions actually happen. I think what's so interesting that I love to point out when I'm working with women is that oftentimes the emotions that we're trying to avoid, like feeling sad and guilty or judged, if you were to stop breastfeeding, is actually already exactly how you're feeling. You haven't even made the decision and you're already feeling sad and guilty and judged, right? Isn't that so interesting? 
And listen, the point of all this isn't to convince yourself to say yes to this decision no matter what. The point of all of this is to know that you could say yes and that you could handle what would lay or possibly lay on the other side for you. Even if you were to experience the emotion you are wanting to run from the most. Now, I know that this exercise might sound odd and you might even be tempted to write it off. You're thinking, well, you know, I don't see how that applies. That's not going to help me. I don't see the point. But before you write it off, I just want you to think about what is that one decision in your life right now that is feeling very intimidating or scary to you? You know, is it the decision to cut a person out of your life? Or is it the decision to leave your job or to start a business or, or to quit your business? Is it the decision to start sleep training or to change up the way you're parenting or disciplining? Maybe it's a, it's, it's a decision to have a hard conversation with a friend or with your husband or with your mom. Or maybe it's a financial related. Maybe you're thinking about going into debt or, or changing your budget or buying a house or reaching out to a counselor, reaching out to me as a coach even. I just want you to think about like what is that one thing for you? What is that one decision that feels intimidating to you right now? And then I want you to imagine yourself being able to make that decision with more confidence and certainty that you would be able to handle the consequence, that you would be able to handle the worst case scenario, whatever that might be. I want you to imagine how powerful that would feel for you. This is why it is so valuable and and incredibly powerful to allow yourself to really dive into your emotions, allow yourself to feel so deeply in this way. It's to show you that even when you are in that place, there will still be steps forward. You will still have options and you can still become the kind of woman who makes it through. I know it might sound silly, but my husband and I, we've even had to do this in regards to big money decisions recently to the point where we've allowed ourselves to be in that emotional place, that place, you know, that we're afraid of and imagine ourselves losing our house having to pull our kids out of their school, possibly having to sell a car or change our lifestyle or be super in debt with with terrible credit should the investment that we're thinking of making turn south. And you know what? The more we let ourselves imagine and then walk through our options in it with curiosity and wonder and imagination has given us courage to do things we could have never seen ourselves doing just a couple of years ago when even the decision for me to just buy new underwear took me months to make. Decision making this is what this is something that like I've learned from personal experience but I also know from working with my clients decision making becomes a lot easier when the outcomes you're afraid of do not feel quite as scary anymore and the way that you can have this happen now to help you make your decision now is to let yourself go into that fear now and let yourself go into your imagination and and be in those outcomes Otherwise, you can make the decision and actually still have anxiety the whole time about it, which does not feel good at all. I know what that feels like. It is not good. Or you can just not make the decision, which is still you making a decision. Only your anxiety and your fear were the ones making it. And this is, this is an easy pattern you could build for yourself that could lead to you reaching the end of your life and wondering why you're not living the one you actually wanted and all the things that you could have had. So 
I hope that this was helpful to you and that you are able to use this exercise to propel you forward in a more confident way in your decision making. But most of all, I just, I just want this to remind you that you and your mind are so powerful, more powerful than you probably even realize. And if you are ready to work with a coach who can help you use that powerful mind to your advantage, who can help you sort through your emotions and know exactly what to do with them and all of the options available to you and how to make the kind of empowered decision to take the kind of empowered action that changes your life for the better, then there is no better time than now to reach out. I would love to work with you on these things and more. And in order for us to do that, you can first visit jessiearedia.com to learn more about my coaching program. And then you can schedule a free call and we can talk all about where you're currently at, where does you want to go and how working with me can help you bridge that gap and get there. All right, ladies, I love you all. I'm rooting for you all. And we will talk again next week.